Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi there. I want to tell you about my webinars that are going to be coming up every month. I want you to check out my website and see what this month's webinar topic is and sign up. The format is going to be the same every month, even though the topics are going to change. It's going to be a huge variety of career-related topics. I'm going to give you a deep dive into content about that topic for about 30 minutes, and then you're going to have a chance for 30 minutes of Q&A in the chat box while I'm, I'm teaching you. You can ask me a question, and then if you're really brave, and I hope you will be, you can be volunteered to coach live on that month's topic. So you can raise your hand and I'll coach you. I want to give you that URL so that you can go to my website, see what the next topic is and sign up. So go to http colon backslash backslash. Nope. So go to my website at exclusivecareercoaching.com forward slash webinar sign up see what this month's topic is, see when and, and, and what time it is, sign up and, uh, and get in there and participate with me. I look forward to having you there. Thanks. Greetings. How are you doing? I hope that you listened to last week's episode on the neutrality of circumstances. So what I'm doing for the whole month of July is breaking down the thought model as taught by my coach, Brooke Castillo. So it really would be useful if you haven't listened to episode number 38, go back and listen to that about the neutrality of circumstances. So um, today I'm going to be talking about the next step in, in the thought model, which is the thought line. So first of all, I want to give you the big picture. Again, if, if you haven't listened or as a refresher, if you did listen to last week's episode. So the thought model was created by my coach, Brooke Castillo, as sort of an amalgam of different thought leaders and, and kind of like early life coaches that she listened to when she was early in her career. And so the thought model sounds something like this. You have a circumstance in your life that is out of your control. It is neutral. There's no drama attached to it. It's a, it is a fact that could be proven in a court of law. Then you have a thought about that circumstance. That's the sentence in your head. That thought determines how you feel about that situation, about that circumstance, which generates an action, an inaction, or a reaction, which then gives you the results that you get. So again, today I want to talk about the thought piece of this. And these are the sentences in your head about the circumstances of your life, right? So your thoughts determine everything in your life. I I think of all of the of the beauty that I've gotten from Brooke in my year of being in her coaching program, which is called Self-Coaching Scholars, I think one of the most valuable pieces of that was to really wrap my brain around how my thoughts drive everything in my life. And every result I give and get in my life, I can trace it back to a thought in my head. And that's when it's a positive result, that's when it's a negative result. Or when it seems to be, oh, I didn't get the result I wanted. Well, guess what? Getting Not getting the result you wanted is a result. <laughs> you didn't want it, but you still got a result. So most of us are really unaware of the thoughts that we're having. You know, those sentences in our head, we just don't know that we're thinking what we're thinking. And we certainly don't realize the effect that those thoughts are having 
in every area of our life. So we're sort of going around unconscious. And so what Brooke teaches us to do and what I'm inviting you to do is to think about what you're thinking about. To come from a place of unconscious, unawareness of your thoughts, the sentences in your head, and to a, to a place of being very aware and very conscious. So I want to look at a few examples here. So let's, let's think about the circumstance. I didn't get that promotion. All right. So you could go into a court of law and you could say, you know, here's the evidence that I applied for this position. Here's the, you know, the resume that I submitted. Here's the application. Here is my, you know, work performance. And I did not get the promotion. I was passed over. So that could be proven in a court of law. And while you may think that that has negative connotation to it, I assure you that is a neutral circumstance. I didn't get that promotion for some people is the best news ever. So it really is what you make that mean. But here's the circumstance. I didn't get that promotion. So if your thought about that is, well, they just don't appreciate my work or I'm no good at my job and that's why they didn't promote me, you're going to take a certain action, right? So you might slack off on your job performance. You might start looking for another job. You might develop an attitude at work. So if on the other hand, your thought is, I, I didn't get that promotion, so I'm going to double down on my work performance, and I'm going to make every effort to get that promotion the next time around, you will take a very different action, right? So you're going to improve your job performance. You might become more engaged at work. So those two different kinds of thoughts are going to generate very different results for you, right? So in that first thought, you know, you're thinking, well, they don't appreciate my work or I'm no good at my job. You're likely to never be considered for a promotion at that employer. And you might have trouble getting a job somewhere else because your recommendations aren't going to be great. You might even become kind of labeled as someone who is difficult to work with, not a team player. If you're thinking about, you know, I'm going to double down on my work performance, then you might contribute more than ever. That's going to increase your chances for a promotion down the line. If you still decide to leave, your chances for getting a new job are going to be better. So very different results, and it's all to do with the thought that you had. So most importantly, when we think about Thought set A or thought set B is that second set of thoughts is going to help you and allow you to, to evolve into a better version of yourself, right? So you're going to take that quote-unquote rejection as a source of motivation rather than as evidence that you are incompetent of your job or evidence that people don't know how great you are and they don't appreciate you. You're going to take it as a source of motivation. Does this make sense? All right, so here's another example. So the circumstance is my coworker didn't complete her part of the project by the deadline. So again, you could go into a court of law and you could say, here's the project timeline we were given, here's the deadlines, and here is evidence that she did not produce the work or she turned it in late or whatever the case may be. So if your thought is, my coworker is worthless, <laughs> or I have to do all the work around here, you might take, you know, actions like you're going to talk to, about your coworker to other coworkers. So that's going to cre create div division both between you and the coworker and really between you and the other coworkers. You might stop talking to your coworker or become kind of passive aggressive with her. 
or you might develop an attitude about work because you think you do more than everybody else there, so you kind of get a chip on your shoulder. If, on the other hand, you think, well, my coworker did the best she could in this circumstance, or you think maybe I'm more than capable of taking up the slack on this project, then you might, you know, double down to make sure the project is completed on time with a positive attitude, right? It doesn't do you any good to grouse the whole time you're you're doing the work, doing the extra work. Or you might talk to your coworker about why she wasn't able to complete her portion on time, but coming from a place of trying to understand and trying to build that relationship and not tear it down. Or you might say, hey, coworker, we did a great job on this project. Let's go celebrate. And your coworker is going to be so grateful to you for not, you know, ripping her a new one and celebrating with her just as if she had done her share. And she's probably going to say to you, you know, I can't believe you're being so nice to me when I, you know, I, I blew it. I did not make that deadline. But thank you so much. I'm so glad this project was a success and that you let me share in that credit. And I promise you I'm going to do you a solid soon. So that, that second scenario is really going to build that relationship and build your reputation at work as opposed to kind of tearing it down, right? So in the first set of actions, you know, you might damage that relationship with your coworker. You might damage your reputation at work. So here's the trick about the thoughts is that you're not likely to believe a 180 degree shift overnight, right? So you're not going to go from my coworker is a waste of space to my coworker is great, right? That's too big of a leap and you're not going to believe that. And any thought that you have, if you're trying to take your thoughts from where they are right now, kind of in the gut or very negative, and you're trying to move them to a more positive place, you want to do that incrementally. So think of it kind of like, you know, um, a, a, what do you call it, a dartboard, right? So right now you're on the outer ring and you just want to kind of get progressively closer to the middle. I'm not expecting you to shoot right in the middle of the dartboard right off the bat. So maybe you go from, my coworker is a waste of space to, well, I have a coworker, right? That's something you can believe, okay? So um, let's say her name is Jane. You go from Jane is a waste of space to Jane is my coworker. And then maybe after you are good at believing that Jane is your coworker and you've gotten that negative emotion out, that waste of space emotion out of your thoughts, then you can think, go from maybe Jane is my coworker to Jane is good at. Maybe there's something that you can focus on that Jane is very good at. Maybe she's better at something that you are and you can focus on that. And then eventually you get to the thought that you want to have. So if you want to eventually believe that your coworker is great, then get there. If you're happy with stopping at my coworker is good, my coworker is adequate, my coworker is good at certain things, wherever you want to get to, whatever your 180 degree turn is for this situation, you make those incremental changes until you get there. So let's say your boss, you know, you're at the point now where you're thinking, my boss doesn't appreciate my contribution. So you're not going to go to my boss respects my contribution right overnight. That's too big a leap. So maybe you go from my boss doesn't appreciate my contribution to my boss complimented me on the presentation I made last week. So that's a little, I can find something my boss appreciated, right? Um, if you can't believe that yet, you can simply say, I have a boss. 
my boss's name is, right? So baby steps if that's what you need and then you practice because here's what you want to you want to and I want you to understand is that the reason that you think the thoughts you think now is because you have had tons of practice thinking those thoughts you don't realize you've had tons of practice thinking those thoughts but you have so the only way you're going to minimize or eliminate those thoughts and put new thoughts into your neural pathways in your brain is by practicing the new thoughts. And that takes conscious effort. If you go back into unconsciousness, you think the thought, the good thought one time, go back into unconsciousness, those old neural pathways are going to start firing and you're going to think what you've always thought, which will give you the results you've always had. I just, I want you for this week, your assignment is to just become aware of the thoughts you're generating, of the sentences in your head, right? The drama separate from the circumstance, right? I just want you to be an observer of your own thoughts. So here's the challenge when this happens. And we talked about this a lot in, in my coaching program and in, in self-coaching scholars with Brooke is that once you become aware of your thoughts, the tendency is to beat yourself up for them, right? So you've got these negative thoughts that are getting negative results in your life. So let's compound that by beating ourselves up for our awareness of those negative thoughts. So we're just like slamming ourselves on all sides. So I don't want you to do that. I want you to just become aware. Think of yourself as a compassionate observer of yourself. Don't be in a hurry to change those thoughts. Just be aware and then think about where that thought is coming from, right? So maybe that the thought you had about your were coworkers incompetence is coming from a place of your concern about getting the project completed on time. Like you really have very strong um, work ethic and performance standards, and you're you're kind of afraid. You're coming from a place of fear that this coworker is going to kind of damage that relationship of yours. So once you know that then you can keep your focus on completing the project rather than kind of assigning blame to someone or beating, you know, yourself up, beating up your employee, you know, your coworker who you have no control over by the way. So recognize maybe that the thought you had about your boss who doesn't appreciate you comes from your own insecurity that you're doing a good job, right? So what you're really upset about, what the thought really is in your head when you drill down is it's not that my boss sucks, it's that maybe I suck. So then you can begin to develop ways to affirm yourself and build up your own self-confidence, right? Because you you don't want to put off and you don't want anyone else to be responsible for how you feel about yourself. Not a boss, not a coworker, not a spouse, not a parent. That's on you and that's self-esteem. And so then when you recognize that, you can begin working on that. You don't need others to affirm you. So again, your homework for this week is just that awareness of your thoughts, right? So something happens at work. A circumstance, a situation comes up. What is the fact? That's the circumstance. What is the fact here? What could be proven in a court of law? And then what is my sentence in my head about this? What, what am I making this circumstance mean? And then I want you to just observe that compassionately. I want you to think about where is that coming from? And if you can come from a place of self awareness and self-acceptance. That's a beautiful thing. So what do I mean by that? Oh, of course I, 
I made that comment, that offhand comment my coworker made, I made it mean something about me because I didn't get any sleep last night. I, I had a bad night. I had, um, I was, wasn't feeling well. I didn't sleep well. I'm, I'm not rested. So of course I'm a little on edge today. So, so you see what's happening. You're not letting yourself off the hook, so to speak. You're not giving yourself a pass. You're simply understanding yourself. You're simply giving yourself the same compassion that you would give someone else, right? So if you were watching this situation as a third party and you knew what you knew about the parties, you'd be like, oh, look at Joe over there. Of course he was snappy with, with Sue because he didn't get any sleep last night. Oh, I understand. I'm the same way, right? So you're just having that compassionate. You're understanding, hey, the reason I'm a little tender today is that my aunt just passed away or I just, someone in my family got a cancer diagnosis or, you know, whatever the case may be, understanding where those thoughts are coming from because I promise you they're coming from somewhere and start with that understanding and then you can get to that place of making those incremental shifts in the thoughts you think so that you can get them to where you want them to be. So I hope this was helpful today. And so next week, we're going to talk about feelings and how you generate feelings and then what feelings go, what, what they end up causing or doing in your life. Really, everything that we do in our life is because of a way that we want to feel. So what I want to talk to you about next week is how can you have that feeling that you want to have regardless of what's happening in your life. You can have that feeling ahead of time. You don't need an external circumstance or situation to make you feel a certain way. You can choose to feel however you want to. So stay tuned for that. Have a fantastic week and I'll talk with you next week. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.